0: Good to see all your smiling faces. (laughs) As you know, we are in a Cleansing Stream, a season of Cleansing Stream, and it's not too late to sign up. And November 19th is the retreat day. So I asked my wife, uh, Titty, let's give her a hand as she comes to uh, share a testimony on what happened during Cleansing Stream. She went to a couple of Cleansing Streams and she'll share uh, what happened. I kind of forced her to do it, but anyway... (laughs)
1: Okay, so um, when I went to a cleansing stream retreat, um, I went up for prayer um, on the topic of abandonment. And as I was in line, um, God gave me a vision of me. As soon as I was born, I was separated from my mom, and I was put into an incubator because I was a premature baby. And God showed me that that's where the root of abandonment um, started for me, that it began um, when the anointer prayed for me, I felt that the sense of abandonment um, leave me, and I, I was set free, And so from that time on, I wasn't so needy, and I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't fearful when Lance would go on his business trips.
0: Amen. Thank you. <laughs> When I I asked her uh, to uh, share, first I told her, oh, can you just write a uh, testimony what happened? So she wrote it. Then later I told her, can you share it? (laughs) And then she started scolding me. (laughs) And started, she said, I have a sore stomach now. (laughs) Uh, Well, this morning we're going to be speaking on the Speaking Words of Life and Joyce. Is going to be, uh, Kawakami is going to be tag-teaming with me. And I love Joyce. She's been such a blessing to the church, to people's lives. And even beyond these uh, four walls that she's involved in the homeless. As you know, Miles and her uh, started Feed My Sheep that feeds thousands of people. You'll be really blessed in what she's going to be sharing. So let's read a scripture first found in James 3.10. It says, out of the mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things are not to be so. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning that your presence is here in the midst. Lord, as we open up our hearts further, that you would come and give us the word, Lord, that you would change us. Lord, that we be more like you and that you would come into our hearts into a greater measure. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of us agree that the world we live in is so negative? I mean, just... Turn on the TV channel or a cable channel, and you'll get your dose of negativity. You know, they say that 90% of the news is negative. And not only you hear it, but you read it on the internet, on the social media, when people post uh, something that they thought was positive. You know, times, there's someone out there that disagrees with the post. Not only we live in a negative world, but we tend to be negative as people because of our sin nature. The National Science Foundation did a research uh, in 2005, and they found that 80% of our thoughts are negative. And you know how many thoughts we have during the day—12 to 50,000 thoughts. UCLA said that it was actually 70,000, and of it is repetitive from the day before. Yikes. (laughs) But people today are craving for words that speak life into them. And God wants you to be that person that speaks life. You know, we'll change our world when we change our words. We change our words when we have God change our hearts. What does it mean to speak words of life? It says, well, spoken words are like seeds when received into your life. It produces a positive or negative fruit. Proverbs 18.21 says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. First, what are words that kill? Lying? Slander? Gossip? It causes the division. People tell you, I know growing up, that you might be dumb, stupid, you're a failure. you will curse you. They tell you you're fat. You know, all those things. I've experienced those things growing up. And it produces pain and hurt when we receive it. When I grew up, I had a couple nicknames. One of them was fat. <laughs> but because I was growing up and I was chubby. And my brother then called me fat. But... I got into sports and then I got fit and they came fat. So <laughs> but, but words do affect us. On the other side, what are words of life? You know, like, hey, you lost weight. <laughs> you look good today. You know, women are so good at it. They do their hair, and then they come to church. And a woman, another friend, will say, "Hey, what, that's not really nice. What did you do with hair?" Or, "Oh, that's a really nice dress you have." Women are really good. My wife, when she goes and used to go and get her hair done, she used to come back, and there was no comment from me. <laughs> then she started to do this. I'm going to the beauty parlor to get my hair done. <laughs> She comes back, no comment. She gave up. <laughs> but there are words of life that builds people up, encourages, and brings out the best of them. Why should we speak words of life? First of all, words can set destiny and direction in a person. James chapter 3 Verses 4 to 5, it says, look at the ship also. Though they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they're guided by a very small rudder. Wherever the will of the pilot directs, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. The pilot directs the ship, how? By a small rudder. The rudder says the direction, either you go right or left, it also directs the ship to a destination. The words we speak can do that in people's lives. You know, there's a, I don't know, can we show the slide of Tua? I don't know if you follow football. He's the Miami quarterback, and he's from Hawaii, I think with Nanakuli. He was born and raised, went to St. Louis High School, then to Alabama. And as he was growing up, his grandfather spoke into his life. And he heard his grandfather say this, when he was a small boy, your name is everything. And one day, it will be known all over the world. This is your legacy. And Tua took those words into his heart. And today, he's the starting quarterback of Miami Dolphins. And yeah, it's an amazing story. Words that you speak. And if you have God in you, you can speak the word of God into people's lives. And I remember Joyce uh, shared a story uh, years ago. uh, One day after church, I believe I was here, she was there or something up there. And then she looked at me and she said, you're going to preach the gospel outside these four walls. And that was before Wailuku was ever launched. And I don't know if it was a year later or so, it came to pass. Words have power in people's lives. Words have power to build or tear down, injure or heal a person's heart. Proverbs 12:18 says, "There is one whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing." There is a book by Gary Chapman who wrote The Five Languages of Love and I believe everyone should read that. In this book, Love as a Way of Life, he uses a metaphor of words as being either bullets or seeds. He says if we use our words as bullets, with feeling of superiority or condemnation, we are not going to be able to restore a relationship to love. But, If we use our words as seeds with feelings of supportiveness and sincere goodwill, we can rebuild a relationship in a positive and life-affirming ways. When was the last time bullets fired out of your mouth? (laughs) Or when was the last time seeds of life came out of your mouth? Jesus wants us to be a vessel that speaks words to lift and heal and strengthen others. You know, words, this is the last before I, before I call Joyce up, words can change the heart of a person. In John chapter 8, and we all know this story um, if you read your Bible, <laughs> Jesus stood up and said, A woman caught in adultery, and Jesus stood up and said to a woman, Where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on sin no more. What happened to her because of what Jesus spoke to her? It changed her life and healed the hurt of sin in her. You have the power of words to change things around. A couple of weeks ago, I went to um, Oahu because my, my, one of my brothers called me and said, my oldest brother is in real bad shape. He might not make it. He has cancer of the liver and hernia, and they can't do anything. So I said, okay, I need to go to Oahu um, on Saturday flight in and out. And in the meantime, I had my friend who needed help with his irrigation problem at his house. So I thought I combined the two. I set up my uh, schedule, when I'm going to arrive, when I'm leaving. Um, and I had to get Manapur for my wife. Okay, <laughs> So I had to fit all that in within a time frame. And when I went to the airport, it was delayed. The flight was delayed for about an hour and a half. And I was like stressing out. It's a, it's a long story a day. I don't want to relive, but part of it was it was delayed, so my time came shrunk this much for my brother my friend manapua and then so <laughs> so we so then so i so it was was a crazy day because later i'll tell you part the other part but anyway so i come out of the plane we go out and then i'm trying to catch the shuttle to the car and i didn't realize that the shuttles were not per uh car rental it was all together and they were all lined up and people were lined up. And I was going, which way am I going to go? Should, should I go this way? Then? Should I line up? And then the people thought in a line that I was going to cut. Okay? Because I kind of was resting. And two people told me, there is a line, you know. <laughs> and then out of my mouth came, I shared, I don't know why I did. I said, I'm here because my brother and I, I shared what happened. And all of a sudden, they changed towards me. And they said, oh, you know what? You can go ahead of me. Go, go ahead. Go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. <laughs> it changed. And then when I got out of the shuttle, and then the other lady that told me there is a line, and I was looking for where to go, she said, oh, you need to go up to there. And she started directing me all to where to go. Words can change people's hearts the right words to into their lives. And this morning, before I, I'm going to bring Joyce up, this morning as i praying, and I felt like um, there may be somebody here who feels like that God has forgotten them, but God was just telling me to tell you that he has not forgotten you and that to trust him in what you're going through because he's going to carry you through this. So with that, I just want to bring Joyce as she comes. And let's give Joyce a hand as she comes.
1: Thank you. Pastor Lance has always been so gracious to me. Wow, those lights are bright. So anyway, I am here to try to teach you, and hopefully it works out well. To do, how do we speak words of life? Now, I was praying last week, because I found out last week I was going to be doing this, right? And um, I kept asking for the right scripture to start, to be my title. And all I got was, now this is not an all, but this is what I got, and I kept questioning it. I kept asking God, is this really? Is this really from you? And then, of course, I realize what I try to teach people when I'm teaching them about this sort of thing is, if it's not something you would say, it's probably coming from God, especially if you're in that place where you want to hear from God. And it was John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I go, so we're talking about words. And the Bible's talking about, John, in, first, in John 1.1, 1, 1, like, that Jesus is a word. I go, whoa. So I looked it up, and it actually meant word, script. I looked up the Greek, and then I went to John, and then I heard John 1.14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we say his glory, glory as to the only begotten for the Father, full of grace and truth. I go, this is amazing life. So we're talking about teaching words of life. And, you know, we all know God's real, right? If you're here, you believe God is real. He's powerful. And how many of us think reading his word is where the power is at, worships where the power is at, where it really is? Listening to the sermon, like that wonderful sermon Pastor Lance just said, is where the power is at. Let me show you, according to this, and according to what we're saying, the power that you have is in In your mouth. That mouth of yours can speak life, can speak death, and it's a lot bigger than you think it is. This This was a gift from a friend of mine. I love this little thing. But... I want to point out, we're going to go through a few points here so that we can learn. I'm sorry, I am keep picking this away. I kind of wish I had a little lavalier. But you want to first, before you can hear the word of God, before you can hear scriptures like what I was just talking about, you need to know that voice, right? So you need to know the Lord and his voice. And how do you recognize his voice? There's parents here. There's kids who were, have parents So when your mother called you or when you call your children, do you recognize her voice? Okay, there's 20 women out here, more with children. But if my child was to say, mommy, with all these other mommies, would I recognize that voice? Absolutely. And if I was to say, keli'i, and there was five keli'is in the room, would my keli'i recognize my voice? So how does that happen? You spend time with your babies. My husband, he can be, I call him the happy wonderer. We go to conferences and whatever, and he just takes off. And I'm always asking somebody, have you seen Miles? Have you seen my husband, the happy wonderer? And then I'll hear this voice from all the way across the room talk to somebody, oh, he's over there, because I recognize his voice. And I also recognize his signature. So if he was to write a check, and it was to come before me, and somebody would say, is this from your family? Did my, this from your husband? Did he really write this check? I would say, yeah, that's his signature, because I know my husband. We've been married 42 years. So that's how you get to know God. Not too many of us still carry these around. I, you know, this is my old ancient Bible. I've been using this forever. But that's one of the ways to learn how to recognize God is through the Bible. But also you have to spend time in prayer. You know, if you don't spend time with God, you're not going to recognize his voice, because you know what? We are all spiritual beings. There's spirits out there that aren't of God. You want to know the difference. And that's, there's cults out there. I was just listening to a story about a, one cult that just started up recently, it's in Japan, and, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, how do these people think that that's God? It's because they haven't got learned how to recognize the voice of the real God. So learn who he is. Read his word. Listen to him. Pray. Go to cleansing stream. Okay, test the word. Like I said earlier, we are spiritual beings. First John 4.1 Beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. There's good news and bad news. The good news is, I will tell you later, the bad news is Satan came down from heaven, and he brought one-third of the angels with him. They are now demons, and they can speak to you. And sometimes people don't recognize the difference between God, the voice of God, and those demons. But the good news, remember I told you there's the bad news, good news is we have the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. That's three. And we have two thirds of the angels. So when Satan came down, he only brought one third. So we got the power behind us. So get to know those words, know who they are. And, uh oh, don't you do that. Okay. So now avoid judging. That's another thing that's really important. Because remember, our mouths are really powerful, right? Powerful. So I was driving down the road. This guy cut me off, went that way, and I said, you stupid son of a you-know-what. And, uh, and God stopped me. You know, he almost killed me, but I still didn't have the right to judge him like that. So um, God stopped me and said, Joyce, what are you saying? And so I had to repent And then I needed to bless that person, right? Well, there's, uh, there's a process, and I'm going to go to that at the end. But you repent, you renounce, and then you bless them with the opposite spirit. Now, for this guy, because I was kind of mad, I said, teach that person how to drive. You know, that was his blessing for the day. And hopefully he got it. But uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. So we got to avoid judging. Matthew 7, 1 tells us, judge not that you be not judged. So what God's saying here is, if I judge that person for being a stupid driver, I will probably be judged at some point for being a stupid driver. And I won't use the other words. But um, So dealing with negative words, that just leads right into that, right? Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are the power of the tongue. Pastor Lance talked about that just a minute. So our tongues have amazing power. Now, Jesus was our example. I just said that in the first scripture, John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was a word. He's our example. But not only is he our example, he's power. I really believe part of the reason this scripture was said this way was so that we understand there is extreme power in our words. And we've got to be careful what we say. Got to be careful what comes out. If you're married, you know how bad words can be and how good it can be. My husband has heard words from me that did not bless him. And hopefully I've repented for some of them. But I'm supposed to be blessing Miles, right? He doesn't need to know the things I'm thinking, but he sure can hear the words I'm saying. (laughs) So I went on test the word. Avoid judging. Dealing with the negative words. James 3 talks about the power of the tongue, as well as James 4, which we've got many. Just go to James. If you want to hear about the power of the tongue, read James 3 and 4. It's amazing. It's amazing what you'll get there. But in verse 9 in James 3, it's, your tongue will bless our God and Father. With it, we curse men who have, not, who have been made in the image of God. So. You're made in God's image. I'm made in God's image. We can't be, it doesn't matter if it's a stupid driver or if it's somebody who doesn't know God. They are still made in the image of God, and we don't want to be cursing them, do we? It's not the right thing to do. We need to be blessing them. We need to help them. If you know they're um, living a life they shouldn't be, if you grumble about it, you talk about it, You scold them, whatever. Is that blessing them? Is that helping them to come out of their bad way of living? But I tell you, the power of your tongue, it's it's amazing. So let's assume that's somebody you work with, driving you nuts. We all know that person. We all have that person in our lives somewhere. Grumbling about them when you get home, does that help them? But if you were to start blessing them with the opposite spirit, say they're lazy, they don't like work, so, Lord, bless that person with the ability to see how much power they have in their tongue. Bless them to see how much good they can do by doing their work well. Bless them, Father God, to hear your voice so that they know what you're telling them to do in this workplace. Do you think that might help them? I think that might help them, but it doesn't matter. God knows. He'll bless them, but we are not supposed to be judging and cursing them because blessings and curses come from your tongue. We can curse them. We are made in the image of God. We just read that the power of the word is extremely, I can't think of another word, but powerful. And if it comes out of your mouth, it's got power. So if you're cursing them, you're hurting them. And it doesn't mean that they have to hear it. It just means you have to say it. Because once it's out in the open, out in the air, it's got power. So if you want to do the opposite, bless them. Bless them with that opposite spirit. And right now, I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward, because I'm going to go into the last point. So there's three steps to this. One is to repent. Like remember when I said the driver, I had to repent. Then we need to remove that curse, which is called renounce. So announce, the opposite of that is renounce. You're taking it back. And then you replace it with a blessing. So you try, I tried to find the opposite of the curse. So Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you. So what you want to do is, you hear somebody with a bad potty mouth, which I try not to have, but every once in a while, if you ever hear me say something that I shouldn't, Patty, (laughs) if you ever hear me say something I shouldn't, start blessing me with the desire to speak truth and life. Does that make sense? Does everything make sense? So I'm gonna just pray now for all of you that you will, this will, these words of mine that have power will pierce your heart, that you'll be reminded of those times that you have cursed people, that you will renounce it, ask God to remove that, and you will bless them with the opposite spirit. All right, so anybody who really feels touched by this and needs an extra blessing from God and a little extra help on how to do that and giving, having the desire to do that and having the power to do it, why don't you just stand? Just go ahead and stand, and then we'll pray over you. I'm gonna ask Robin to come up too, because after I pray, I know that God's gonna tell her something, some kind of something. I have a lot of faith in Robin. <laughs> we all know Robin. She's our head intercessor at the church, and she's, she, she hears clearly from God, and she's my main intercessor. So Father God, I just ask that you touch each and every one here, that you bless them, that they reach out for you, that they hear your words, that they know who you are, that they learn who you are, that they can cancel the judging, they can stop the judging, and they can speak blessings over those they want to curse that they will stop the curse and speak the blessing. Yeah, Father, I just know that you're touching many here. You're clearing their heads. There's been people with very cloudy, fuzzy heads going on. Brains are just cloudy and fuzzy. So you're clearing that out right now. You're going to put a touch on them right now. And they're going to understand what your blessing means to them. as Joyce was teaching that, I just uh, just now saw God opening a door and he's saying that for some of you, this teaching is, um, you're going to walk through a new door. You're going to be starting a new phase of your life. The old things are going to be changed. This is a life-changing method- message for you. So just as this week goes, you're going to find yourself saying words that were the old you and you just break them off, say, nope, I canceled that assignment and I'm speaking words of life now. And this is a new chapter of your life. Okay, let's declare that. Sometimes we got to just say it. Sometimes we got to do the prophetic act and just say it. So just lift one hand and say, "I speak words of life." I speak words of life. I speak words of life. I speak words of life. One more time. I speak words of life. And right now, I, me, I am going to pray words of life all over you. Words of life, just a blessing of life, a blessing of life, a blessing of life, and a blessing of life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: God, we just thank you, Lord, that you created us in your image. And even as you spoke the world into existence, just by the power of your words, that as we're created in your image, you've given us the same authority to speak life, and God, we thank you for the authority that you've given us to speak the things that are not as though they are. And Lord, we just pray that as we go through this week that we will speak life into our marriages, we will speak life into our workplaces, we will speak life into, the, into our children. And God, we thank you, Lord, that you are with us. And God, that you are gonna create, that you're gonna create life through the things that your people speak in our community. So God, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for you are worthy. In Jesus'
1: name. And everyone said, amen. Amen.